Welcome to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Zeal, and if you're looking for the high-level strategies and stories behind building a seven-figure product brand, then you're in the right place. On this show, we'll uncover the advanced strategies, stories, and secrets that you need to know in order to take your e-commerce brand to the next level. Are you ready to uncover your Roadmap to One Million? Let's dive in. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Roadmap to One Billion podcast. Y'all know me. I am Stacy, and I am super excited to have y'all here. If you are new, welcome to the show. If you are seasoned and returning, thank you so much for coming back in every week, y'all. We I love to put out such great information. And this month, we have been having some fire, fire guests, y'all. And we have another fire guest today. We are talking to Michelle Thames. She is, you, she's worked with Maya Organic. She's worked with uh, with Lexus, with Southwest, all these different big brands. And y'all know I love bringing on people who can really bring an experience that not a lot of us have been able to, to be behind, right? Because we can learn so much from being able to watch these brands that have money, that have the, you know, the dollars to spend um, and to really, really be able to bring things to life. So I'm super excited. So welcome to the, to the show, Michelle. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I am good, girl. I am so excited to chat today. I know you were on my podcast, so I always love to do a good podcast swap and return the favor. So I'm excited to chat today. Yes, yes, y'all. Definitely. Social Media Decoded is Michelle's podcast. And I was on that podcast talking about ads. Y'all know I love to talk about ads. So definitely make sure that y'all subscribe to the podcast and listen to it. And we'll also make sure that we put a link to that episode specifically in the show notes so that y'all can check that out. So Let's start with some background. Tell me about your journey from how you were getting started working with, um, you know, Mayel and your background to where you are now. So, yeah, my background is not in marketing at all. I have a background in healthcare administration. So I started out actually on social media and the internet as a natural hair influencer. So this was my side hustle. I started this around 2008, 2009. I was going natural and I decided to document my journey via a blog, via YouTube. I mean, this is when influencers weren't even a thing. Um, many of you might remember Afro Bella, Curly Nikki back in that day. So they're, they're my friends. We are all the OGs of the natural hair world. And so I decided to start a blog to share my journey and it ended up turning into so much more. So while I was also blogging and all the things, becoming an influencer, because I think it was starting to become a thing, like as I gradually got into it, I was working at a hospital. Like I said, my background is in healthcare administration. I was working at a county hospital here in Chicago where I live. And today I was just abruptly fired. And I was like, oh my God, what the heck am I going to do? But I was like, you know what? Well, maybe I'll lean into these passions and this, creative business that I've been building that may not be traditional, but let me see where things are here. So I started to do some freelance writing. I really love to write. One of my dreams was to be a writer. So I got to write for major publications like naturallycurly.com. So if you type in Michelle Thames, you'll see like the articles I wrote for them. I got to write for all things here. So I really started to, you know, get into my creative bag and really passionate about writing. And so that ended up taking me even further. So I got unemployment from the job when I got fired. And on the last day of unemployment, I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so I ended up going to this event here in Chicago and I ended up running into Monique Rodriguez, who's the owner of Myola Organics. But I had met her previously during some networking and we had always said we would work together, but never knew how. And she was like, oh, well, I'm looking for a social media manager. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I could totally come and help Myel. And so I ended up getting hired 
with the company, not as a contractor, as an employee of the company in the beginning. So I started there in 2016. Um, and many of you may or may not know, but My Organics is a huge natural hair care brand. Um, and they recently partnered with Procter & Gamble. So I had the opportunity in the beginning to help them build their entire digital platform. So I mean, social, digital, email marketing, um, email marketing, the blog, influencer marketing, building a brand ambassador program, running the e-commerce blog, working with the ads team. So I really had my hand in a lot of different things. And at the time I was like, oh my God, like, why am I doing all these things? Like, this is, I got to keep this brand together. Like it's a million dollar brand. We're making hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales on Black Friday. I had never seen anything like this. And I was like, oh my God, like my strategies have contributed to this. And so like my eyes began to open. And of course, you know, everyone has a dream and I loved, love working at my organics, but at some point in my life, it's like, well, this is the, this is their dream. This is, you know, I have my own dreams. I started a brand that I still want to pursue. So I had to make some tough decisions. And ultimately I decided to leave my job, not only because I wanted to, you know, help other people, but I also wanted to be at home with my daughter. She was starting kindergarten and got out of school at 2.15 and there was no way that anyone would be able to go and pick her from school. So I had to make a sacrifice and quit my job. And so I decided to build a marketing agency with my husband. And now we have our agency and I also have my personal brand um, where I also have membership programs, digital courses. I do speaking. I have a podcast. So that is my long, short story of how I got to where I am today. I love that. And I want to call out a couple things um, because that's just such a it's, it illustrates so well the really kind of journey of a creative or like a creator, right? Because it's like, I feel like people are creators at heart. We've all, you know, if you are someone who is going to get up and go live every week or who's going to create the videos, who's gonna, like, you are a creator at heart, right? And so before creators were actual a thing, so an actual OG in the industry, y'all, right? Like actual, like, building a platform from, from scratch when you didn't have all of these resources that tell you how to become an influencer, how to become a creative, like how to, you know, how to monetize your platform, right? Like we're in a space now where there's so many people creating information for creators, right? But the, and, but the, but the people, the experts in the industry like Michelle are the people who built the platform when there wasn't the resources available. They were just like, I'm a creative and I need to, you know, build something and create something. And then I love that you also talked about how relationships went to that, you know, gig at Myel because that's where it's that's where it starts, right? It's you're taking what you if you don't have the relationships yet, right? You're working on building those relationships, you're working on getting your platform out there, you're working on building your brand, getting your name out there, getting in front of people. And then when that opportunity comes up, right? When you get into that room and you have that person there and you have an opportunity to say, yes, I can help you, you have to be the one that says, yes, I can help you, right? Like not letting that that opportunity pass you by because you feel like, oh, I'm not ready. I don't have this. I don't have that. Right. If you're a creator, you're a creator, right? You use what you got. And then the last piece, I think that that was just like literally the, the freaking mic drop. And we only five minutes in is when you said that you were helping someone else build their dream. And then you realize that it's like, I want to be able to use my skills 
to be able to build my dream and to be able to focus on taking all the skills that I've acquired and funding my dream. Because I feel like that is where so many of us are in this space right now. So, and I can speak specifically for me. And I know that some people in my audience are definitely feeling the same in that, you know, you've spent all this time building this knowledge and building other people's brands and making money. Like, you know, worked at Zappos, did through all the things, right? Spending all this money. I remember my first Black Friday at, at, Black, at Zappos too. And I was like, God damn, this is a lot of money that's coming in. Like, and I'm just sitting behind a desk, right? Like, it's just like, it's like you're sitting behind a desk and you're making all of the, you're generating all of this money and you're just like, wow, this is crazy. Um, so I love that. Thank you so much for sharing for sharing a piece of your journey because I think it's so important for us to understand that it's not about where you start, right? It's about it's about starting is the first thing, right? Like actually deciding, like I'm going to build a platform. I'm going to, even if I don't know exactly how to do it, right? Even if I don't have the, you know, the blueprint that says in order to be an influencer, you have to do A, B, C, D. But even if you don't have the blueprint, actually deciding like, I'm going to start with something and I'm going to figure out how to take it to the next level. So I, I love, love, love that. No matter how far along you are on your entrepreneurial journey, there are moments when you may feel isolated, stressed, or grapple with imposter syndrome. Trust me, you are not alone, and hearing stories from other founders that have overcome the same challenges as you can make a big difference. Comcast NBC Universal's Lift Labs offers you that perspective by giving a platform to Black and Latino founders navigating the startup world and life's everyday challenges in season two of Founding in Color. This three-part docu-series lets you hear directly from underrepresented founders. As local sports network founder Dustin McMahon puts it, every time my company reaches a new milestone, I get further and further away from people who look like me. Each episode of Founding in Color offers up gems from startup founders like Chris Witherspoon of Pop Viewers and Folase Ugumokin of Unscripted TV that'll inspire you to take action. Whether your business is an idea or you're pitching a VC for funding to get to the next level, this is a must-watch series. You can watch all three episodes of Funding in Color Season 2 right now on Peacock. One thing that I wrote down is kind of like, you know, context for our conversation and getting into it is you had this one post this one time. And y'all, this is one thing we're going to talk about. Um, she has a, a Creative Entrepreneur Summit coming up soon, and we're going to talk about that later. But one thing that you posted on um, on Facebook, I believe, and there was a post where you said that marketing is not just one thing. And I don't know why that post just has been sticking with me for the months, for months since you said it, because it's just so spot on. And so I know, you know, my interpretation of it, but I would love to hear from you. Like, what does that mean for us, for creators, for our, our next level CEOs out there that are like, I am creating, I want to, you know, get to the next level. What does that mean? What did you mean when you said marketing isn't one thing? So I don't I don't remember what specific post you're referring to because girl I'll be posting on Facebook no, I'll be posting on right? Facebook there yeah. be some gems that I'll be it's dropping the thing that jumps out right it's the one that's why I tell people like when you go to the summits when you are following people online you don't need to see everything that they post right or or if you think about yourself like you may not need to consume every single thing that I post in order to want to you know follow me or to to see me as an expert sometimes it's just that one thing that kind of sticks out that reframes your brain that really just helps you to that's why I love summits that's why I love going to these events and getting into the room because these are not things that you can Google, right? They're not stuff that these are stuff that come from people who are experts because they've done this. Yeah. Well, when it comes to marketing, I feel that they, the basis of marketing is the same for every single business. Marketing is like, it's the same, but your niche and your business and your business model on how you approach it is different, right? So as a creator, maybe you're an influencer, you're a blogger, right? 
you may not have a physical product to sell. So maybe you don't do live streaming. Maybe you focus on you building your email list, going, you know, on Instagram or whatever. But I, in 2023, and this is my honest opinion that multi-channel integrated marketing is where it is because there's there's no way that you're going to survive on Instagram by just being on Instagram. You should 100% have an email list. And my husband showed me this today. It was saying something how like, and I'm not trying to offend anybody because college degree and I have a master's degree, but it said like a college degree is like just a piece of paper. And when you go to these jobs, like they can be like, oh, well, our budget, we're going to cut you, right? But when you have an email list, you own this email list and you can market to them over and over and use it for whatever ever type of business that you want to have so yeah we got degrees that's a great it's great to have those accolades and things behind us but not versus not having an email list I think that the email list just is much more robust you can use this over and over again versus your college degree I mean I got fired from my job so you see where I feel about that like they were just able to say oh Michelle we don't need you anymore by no matter that I had a daughter, no matter that I had a husband, no matter that I had debt, any of these things. So back to the marketing, marketing is the same, like, but people don't understand that there's many different pieces to marketing as well. So I don't know which post you're talking about, but I'm trying to bring this together, but marketing has many pieces and social media is just one piece. Email marketing is just one piece. You shouldn't just focus on one piece. You have to focus on the broad picture of everything that you're doing, bringing it together in your, what I like to call digital ecosystem and really figuring out the best plan for you. So yes, marketing essentials is the same for every single business, but the way you approach it in your business is different and it will look different. So you really can't copy other people's marketing plan because you really don't know what they're focusing on. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really like, you know, one thing I think about when I think about ads, when people see ads in the feed and they're like, oh, my competitor's doing this ad. So I should need to be running this. Or people will send me ads sometimes and say like, hey, what do you think about this? Should I create this? And I'm just like, you have no idea whether this ad is performing or not, to be honest. Like this could be like, just because you see people, an ad has thousands of comments and thousands of shares. That doesn't mean that this thing is actually making money. Right. That per one, that brand could have intentionally set this up in a way that they're like, I just want to get comments, likes and shares because maybe this is serving some other purpose in their business. Right. Or, um, you know, but you don't really know the performance of something just you just because you see somebody doing a challenge doesn't mean that that challenge actually netted them any money. Right. There are people who who but who maybe, have, you know, uh, there are things that I've promoted that have not sold. Right. There, there are things that I've done. And it's like, oh, I've been marketing this thing and in this crickets. Right. You know, but. I love what you said that, you know, you know, marketing is 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 a multi-channel really kind of effort, right? It's not just there was a time in which people were saying you didn't need a website, all you need is an Instagram page. And I mean, you know, I'm if, if start with what you have, right? Yes, don't feel like, you know, delay your dream and don't delay talking about something because you don't have a website. Start with your Instagram, right? Easy to make whatever. But keep in mind that the long-term vision is not for you to just build a platform on Instagram, right? If you if the goal if your goal is to become, you know, a part of this creator economy and actually make money from your creativity and not just say like, I have a million followers and, you know, but I'm not making any money. But if your goal is to have a long-term vision and to actually build this into something where you are serving your audience and you are, you know, helping them to solve whatever problem you're solving, like you have to start to think beyond just social. So thinking about making sure, like, I love that you say email, the email is another thing for me where I'm like, that's a foundational piece of marketing, right? Like there are key, like there are, there. I think about when I think about marketing, there are things that are trendy and then there 
there are things that are foundational. Like email is foundational. SEO is another one I think is foundational. Social, I think is definitely a foundational piece of marketing, but it starts to get into the trendy piece when you're trying to chase channels, right? Like if you're like, oh, let me jump on TikTok just because everybody's on TikTok, but you don't actually have, you know, you're not making money from TikTok or you're actually, you know, you're putting all your effort into these trends or to, you know, like, like I think about Clubhouse, for example, like a lot of people who jumped on Clubhouse early made a lot of money in Clubhouse. And then they jumped off and then they went to another platform, right? You know, because Clubhouse died. But if that's a part of your strategy, that's great, right? You know, to be able to get in, get what you can and go. But a lot of times people are, but a lot of those people already have these kind of foundational pieces of their marketing, you know, in place. Like they already know their messaging. They already have their email list so they can get people off of Clubhouse and into their world or some way for them to pay them. So it's really, I think, about making sure that your efforts are diversified and that you're not solely focused on using one platform to build your platform, you know? Absolutely. And Clubhouse might still be, I mean, people are on there, but I don't really know. I know I was on there. I got like 10,000 followers. I don't know how I was just on there. And yes, I did make a lot of money from Clubhouse when it first started. Um, and even last year or like during the pandemic, 2020, 2021, but yeah, some some of these platforms just die out and you just have to really figure out which one is worth you putting time and effort into because let's be realistic, you all the platforms take time and effort and you have to have a plan for each one of them because you can't approach Instagram the same way you approach Facebook. It's not the same app. It doesn't have the same output even, so. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that, you know, because it's like, I think a lot of people don't, especially if they're not marketers, right? Because like, you know, we are marketers. We've been in the execution, like the day-to-day -day of actually having to post the thing, come up with the content, you know, do all the stuff. And so it takes a lot to be able to do that for one channel specifically and to do it well, right? Like, you have, yes, you can take your focus and shift it to all these different channels, but it takes a really, it takes a lot of focus to be able to do something well. And like you were saying, like, you know, if Instagram is your channel, you need to be doing the things that Instagram is telling you that you need to do to be successful in that channel, like making reels, like, you know, going live. All of these channels have their own nuances to what actually makes them successful. And it's based on really like, you know, how their audience, how people are consuming the content on those channels, all that kind of stuff. And so I think that when you go from being someone who is in the day to day of marketing to actually stepping back and like saying, you know, I'm sharing and teaching my expertise to people. I think that that's a piece that some people kind of miss is that, yes, everybody's going to tell you to get on YouTube. Everybody's going to tell you to get on, you know, everybody has their thing, right? There are people to teach you YouTube. There are people to teach you TikTok. People will tell you all the different marketing tactics that are available out there. But it's up to you as the CEO and as the creator to understand, like, what is actually going to work for me and what's going to work best for my audience and how do I make sure that I, you know, stay on top of the nuances of that specific channel, but then also keeping in mind that there are other pieces of marketing like email, like SEO, like some of these other, you know, creating content and however you create content, that these are foundational pieces of marketing that you're going to have to consist consistently, consistently do. Um, so what are some things, like I think about how, you know, when I worked with, you know, worked at Zappos, worked for some of these big brands, you know, there are things that you get to learn because they have, you know, because they have this notoriety, they have these resources, they have the, you know, whatever it is that they have that sometimes we don't get to see because we're on the other side of the brand. So are there any lessons that you've learned from working with like Mayel or Southwest or Lexus or any of these other brands that you've worked with that you carry on with you in your business today that you think is important for our creators and our CEOs out there to understand if they may not have necessarily had the experience that we've had? Oh, yeah, I learned so much from working at Mayel. Just one thing, all of the apps 
that are available to business owners. And many of them have like a concierge person that they will hook you up with so you can really learn more about the app. I want to say Clavio at the time was the email marketing platform that we were using that I'm sure they still, Clavio was like, you know, I mean, you know, Clavio was like the number one e-commerce um, email marketing platform. And I remember just talking to like the representative. I had like weekly meetings with them. They would show me, like we went over the flows, like abandoned cards, make sure all of everything that we had implemented was going right. Like, okay, somebody may come in through, this flow from Instagram and then they get this coupon and we're tracking this. And it was just helpful to talk to the people who actually run the app so that I can be more efficient running the email marketing platform. So I think that was really huge for me just to learn, you know, about that. And with my clients who I've, you know, worked with in our agency, I've been the person to talk to those apps for them. So it was like showing me what I was going to be doing. So I really, you know, took that. Another thing, um, working in a startup company, you really get to see a lot of the business that I may not have seen before. Like I was going on trips. I was flying all across the world. I was in on retail meetings. I mean, I had no clue before working at this job that any of this like was going on and like that it took all of this to make one brand successful. So what I really want to tell people is, is that you only see the output, but you don't see like the team that's working hard every single day. Like, for example, the Rihanna concert for the Super Bowl, right? We didn't see the whole team putting this together, putting the marketing campaign together that followed the free show that she did to push to make money. So yeah, things may be free, but you still have to have a marketing plan behind that. So I've been a part of some major marketing campaigns that yield millions of dollars, but from the events that we had to have for the influencers, I had to put together events. I had to call people to you know, coordinate dining and flights and all this. I had no clue that I would do this. And so just tapping into those skills and saying, wow, okay, I'm a really well-rounded person. I'm going to take these organizational skills with me. I'm going to take the skills that I have event planning with me. I may need these one day. So just tapping into those skills, I think was really cool. And just, again, working behind the scenes at a brand, one thing I took away is that you really just don't know all it takes to go into this. I mean, from the models to the makeup to hair to travel to the products itself, testing to customer complaints to managing it all. And just imagine like one person as the whole digital marketing department and helping put together like a Black Friday campaign for a social, digital copy, all of this. And when things didn't fail and I was able to seamlessly execute something like that, I was like, oh girl, you you bad. You mm-hmm. bad. You gonna take this on with you. So yeah. you bad. I mean, and most people can't do this. And I think I wrote some on this on Facebook, but being it, and you know this too, being in a marketing department and executing this flawlessly with all these different channels is not easy. So if you have someone like a Stacy, like a Michelle, you probably need to because we're going to be the ones to help you with multi-channel integrated marketing because that's the wave of what's coming and not everyone has the skills and expertise to execute all this marketing campaigns across the board. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. Those are definitely such such great lessons. Um, definitely, you know, thinking about Rihanna, because as we're recording this, this is right after the Super Bowl. You know, I, 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 and I actually, you know, there's a podcast episode about this as well. And it's like, you don't, I love what you said. You don't understand how much goes into it. And so it's like, as the CEO, understand 
that one, your marketing team is working real hard. Like, let's start, let's start there. Your marketing team is doing a lot, right? So give them some free lunch today. Um, but keep in mind that as you are asking your marketing team to split their focuses into all of these different efforts, understand that it's going to take a lot for each of these different things to come to life. Like I think about, you know, one of the lessons that I take away from working at Zappos is seeing how a marketing engine actually works, right? Like when you have the right people in the right spots, like meaning like, you know, like we had people who were specialized in focusing on email and ads in, you know, social, like organic social, I was specialized in paid social, right? So when you have people on your team who have a specific skill set, it's great because they can really, really focus on blowing that channel out and doing the all that they can to really, really maximize what they're doing. But then also keep in mind that that everything has to come back to the ultimate goal of the business. Somebody has to lead the strategy. Somebody has to make sure all of the teams are making sure that all of the efforts, I should say, are tracking back to the ultimate goal of the business. And so if you're not sharing, you know, the ultimate goals of your business with your marketing team, that is the essentially the, the main team that needs to understand what we're trying to accomplish here. Dollar wise, you know, brand awareness wise, all of that kind of stuff, because those things are what guides the execution. And so I come across a lot of CEOs CEOs who they hire a marketing assistant, they hire a social media person, they may work with an agency or something like that. And they're expecting the marketing to just, you know, be gone and they don't have to do anything. And that, you know, it's just out there. Right. But you have to understand that if you want to make sure that your marketing efforts are tracking back to what you're doing and to you, to the, to the goals and the, and the KPIs you set, that you really need to make sure you're communicating those goals and effectively and giving your team the resources that they need to bring that to life and understanding that as you split their focus, if you say, hey, team, we want to do TikTok. Okay, but we're barely keeping up with Instagram right now. And you want us to split and do TikTok? <laughs> and it's like, because you just think it's cool and you heard somebody say that it's a cool place to be, you know, keep that, keep that kind of stuff in mind. Because when you focus on specific channels and really making sure that your, your multi-channel marketing is all feeding the same goal, then that's when you start to see things scale. That's when you see things go to the next level. It's not about saying I'm doing everything, but it's about saying I'm doing these foundational things, yes, but I'm also making sure that everything that we are doing is being communicated to the team, the team has resources, the team is being able to focus, because then that's how you make something like super, super impactful, for sure. Absolutely. And if the social team doesn't talk to the email team and this <laughs> team and this team, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just here to say, like, that's the most blunt, honest, it's not going to work. Like, I've been on teams and like, I have no clue what's going on, but you want me to make it happen on Instagram, but I have no clue what your, you know, what's the goal for sales? What's the goal for brand awareness, email signups? We have nothing to go off of, but just posts on Instagram. It doesn't work like that. You really have to have communication with all channels if you want a consistent message across all channels but like you said also to reach the kpis that you are trying to reach you need to know what's going on in the other areas of the business yeah definitely definitely for sure so let's talk about some challenges that creators are facing in 2023 and how are so what are some things that you see are coming up for as your your clients you know that you're working with and the and the we're going to talk about the summit in a second but what are some challenges that you think that we're kind of facing in 2023 that we need to be aware of as we're moving through the year so definitely some challenges I see is video content. I know we're afraid to show up on video, but I'm here to tell you video's not going anywhere. 
reels are not going anywhere. I know Adam, cousin, Uncle Adam, whatever you want to call him. I think I called him Uncle Adam on my video. Uncle, Uncle Adam said that. I see it on your post. You call him Uncle Adam. I'm like, what is Uncle Adam talking about now? <laughs> he said that, you know, video of they're bringing back pictures. Girl, I posted a picture. I ain't get no likes. I deleted it. I'm not posting no pictures, Adam. I'm not posting pictures because it just, for me, like I can't even go back to that because I feel like video is where people can really get to know me and understand and get tips. And I don't think they can get that from a pretty picture on my feed. I'm I'm just not really into that. I want to give value. I want to give value information. I'll use the pictures for my cover photos, but mm. I don't think I'm going back to pictures. I will post carousels though. Um, but Uncle Adam had said that he it was coming back and I don't know. So video is definitely not going anywhere. I definitely think many people are now starting to think about diversifying their income streams, right? So podcasting is really hot. What I want to tell people if they want to start a podcast, just don't stop because there are many people that start a podcast and they stop, but then that's it. That's why they're there's so many podcasts, but there's really not so many podcasts because the ones that are starting, they stop and they're not consistent. So it's called pod fade. A lot of people have faded in the black. Don't fade. Still do the podcast because it's so very beneficial for your business. You can leverage making money, not from partnerships or sponsorships for your podcast, but from selling your own actual products and services in your podcast, seeding them in there. So I think... And also, just like we're doing here, you going on other people's podcasts to be interviewed, to have a link that people can visit, because let's be honest, this is consistent SEO that's always going to be around. So if you are consistent in what you're doing, if you have a link, you're going to share that on a podcast. So I think that that is something that creators should also keep in mind. Um, and also digital products. I know we talked about diversifying, but I feel that one-on-one -on -one coaching is great, right? Having one-on-one -on -one services, but this... Passive income is where it's at. You want to make money in your sleep? You can create a course with your skills and expertise. If you are teaching people how to play the piano and there are courses on that, you can have a course on teaching someone how to play the piano. So just start to think about the skills that you already possess. You can create a course. You can create a digital download. I think that that is the way definitely to diversify your income um, so that you don't have to show up every single day like with your clients. That can get of course, tiring, right? So you want to be able to balance things out and make more money just consistently. So I think that, you know, in 2023, those are three things that I know that I'm going to be focused on. Definitely my podcast is not going anywhere. I've even increased the episodes each week to three. I know I'm crazy. I'm crazy. We have podcasts scheduled out to April already. I know I'm so crazy, but yes, it's like, it's marketing. It's free marketing for my business. It's always working for me in the background. I got affiliate links seated in there. So I'm really trying to just get more traction, more visibility. Well, I guess it's not really visibility if it's podcast, but you know what I mean? Vis more visibility with my brand so people um, can listen to those episodes. But yeah, I think that those are three major areas um that us creatives should definitely pay attention to and think about adding in our strategies yeah I love that and let me I'm gonna recap those so video is definitely top recommendation for sure um and I I, I agree there's so many people that are still afraid to get on video and I think that even you know even as Uncle Adam says that you know pictures are coming back I'm just like I I prefer video like you said like you know because I one I'm a talker as y'all can tell if you listen to my podcast you know I can go um but I'm lean, but the more the 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 more important thing really in the and really kind of what pulls out is that I'm leaning into something that 
um, leaning into my strengths, right? Speaking, relationship building, all of those things are, they come natural to me. And so it don't feel like if you are as a creator, then like you have to go acquire a new skill set or you have to find another, you know, way to be able to do what you're doing. Like you said, like, you know, People can teach anything that they know how to do. We're in a we're in a space now where people want to learn from individuals, right? We're not necessarily going to these big brands as much as we used to to really like get this kind of content. Like, you know, people come to me for, you know, for Facebook ads course. There are other, so many people out there that have Facebook ads courses or that teach about that, right? But people buy from me because they like me and they know me and they they trust my information, right? So that's really the, the that's really what it is, right? It's about building that know, like, and trust, right? It's not about saying like, you know, yes, we have worked with big brands and we've, you know, you know, those are a part of our experience, right? But I feel like one, we've earned the right to be able to say that because it's a hell of a lot of work working behind these big ass brands, let me tell you. And I'm going to talk about it. Yes, like it is a lot of work, y'all. So we have paid our dues to be able to say, like, I, I remember one when I was first kind of leaving Zappos and re really kind of diving into my business, I was like, oh, should I really kind of talk about Zappos? Like, should I say it? I'm like, yeah, like how much blood smoke appears all the time. Okay, I will exactly. talk about that. Okay, I showed up every day when I didn't want to show up. When I could, I went the weekend. Sometimes Black Friday was stressful as hell. Let me tell you. But anyway, uh, but you know, so you don't really need to go out and get a new skill set. You don't need to go and take, oh, I need to work for this big brand before, uh, or I need this certification or whatever that you need before you decide to really monetize what you're creating and really kind of taking what you're doing. And one, serving people. And in serving people, you want to you make sure you get paid for that, right? Like, you know, yes, I acquired this skill set and I want to help people to get to the next level, but I also deserve to be paid for that. Um, and so- we, you have a summit coming up. This is actually this week. It's March 10th through the 12th, and it's all for creative entrepreneurs. So tell me about why you created the Creative Entrepreneur Online Summit, and what can we expect um, when we are, are up there? Yes, I'm so excited. This is my inaugural summit, so stay tuned because there will be many, many more happening. But inaugural I and speak it Yes, into yes, you are part of the inaugural summit, girl. I'm so excited. So the reason that I created this summit was... Because I am a creative entrepreneur. I have many different passions and skill sets. I have a podcast. I have a YouTube channel. I have a blog. I do all these different things. And I know that there are so many people out there just like me. There may be people out there who hate their nine to fives, who want to leave, but they're really afraid that they can't do this. And I've brought together 30 plus people that can show you that it's totally possible to step out on faith and start your own business if you want to. Even if you want this to be your side hustle, totally fine, because I'm not the one to say leave your nine to five. That's not me. But I'm just letting you know the options that are available to you. So I brought together 30 plus speakers, Stacy being one of them, to really help you and guide you in the right direction when it comes to building your online business, learning all these algorithms, the stress that comes with it, the confidence. We'll be talking about video, podcasting, blogging, everything that you could possibly want to learn when it comes to creating an online business. If you want to create a coaching business, we'll be talking about that. If you want to start a membership program, we'll talk about that. If you want to create digital products, we're even talking about that. So because I'm so multi-passionate, I was like, I need to bring a group of experts together to really show people that you can make money doing what you love. I get to wake up every single day and do what I love. And I say, I get to people say, Oh, I got, to, I got to do this. No, I get to wake up every day, take my daughter to school, stroll to Starbucks, come back, take my time and then get into my client work because this is the life that I have created from 
an online business, which may not be traditional to some people. So I really just want to bring light to the creator economy and let people know that you can make money doing what you love. And a lot of it, I'm there's millionaires on this panel. So it's going to be good. And I'm really excited. There's three days of jam-packed panel style. You will walk away from this with valuable information. I feel like a lot of the summits that I've attended, they lack the summit trifecta. They don't have true experts. They don't have valuable information and it's not actionable, but you will leave this summit with things that you can implement because that's just the type of person I am. If you listen to my podcast, you know that you leave that, that episode with something that you can implement. So you will leave this summit with many things, many things that you can implement. Yeah. I love that. I'm super excited for it. Yes. And I'm definitely going to be speaking on, you know, ads and stuff y'all. So if you want to um, learn about that. You want to hear, hear us talk about it. You definitely want to come to the summit. So I'm going to give you all the information and the information is also going to be in the show notes. So a link to sign up will be in the show notes. So March 10th through the 12th, it's going to be on zoom. Um, and this summit is free y'all. And, but there is a VIP upgrade. So I'm going to need y'all to go ahead and upgrade to that VIP so that you can get access to all the recordings and all that kind of stuff. Because, and one of the things I love about summits and like because there's there's this level, especially with marketing knowledge and business knowledge, because there's this level of information that is existing out there online that's amazing. And we all, you know, we all are on YouTube University. We all are on Google. We're all finding all this kind of stuff. But then there's a certain level of knowledge and expertise and insights that you get from people when they are just speaking and they're not just like writing a piece of content online or they're not blogging about something. Because then that's when you hear people talk about their stories. That's when you hear people weave in like, you know, examples that, you know, that they recall as they're talking. Because sometimes really what you just need is a gem, right? Like you may not need every bit of information that is available at the summit. But you may attend some kind of, you may attend to speak, you know, talk about ads or talk about podcasting or something like that. And you hear one piece of information that literally changes the trajectory of your business. It's happened to me, I know personally. So I know that it happens to other people there. Like I mentioned in the beginning, like, you know, we talked about marketing isn't just one thing, right? And it's like, I know that, yes, but sometimes you just really need that, like, you know, kick in the pants to be like, are your foundational pieces in order, right? Are you only solely focusing on one channel when really you should be focusing on making sure that you're diversifying what you're doing, right? And so I encourage y'all to definitely sign up for the summit. The link to sign up for the summit is going to be in the show notes for sure. So make sure you head over there. So this has been such an awesome conversation. I'm so, I love to talk to marketing people, first of all, because we could just go and we could talk. I know we could talk for 20 hours. Exactly. Exactly. And I just love, I love what you're doing. I love watching your growth. I love watching your, your, your journey. I mean, and so super excited to just continue to be a part of the summit and um, to, to get everybody in there. So let us know how they can connect with you. If they want to learn more about you, if they want to learn more about the summit, um, where can people find you and where can they connect with you? Yes, thank you so much, Stacey. This was good. We've been we've been collaborating because remember we did them clubhouse rooms back in the day too. Yeah. So you know, I'm 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 always grateful for a great JV collaboration partnership, and that's what we've been doing. So I am you know looking forward to the many things that we will be doing. But Definitely. you can find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most at Michelle L Thames, or you can follow me on Facebook because my Facebook profile is open. And gems do get dropped on Facebook. I really really like utilize Facebook like LinkedIn, I guess it's link. It's my LinkedIn to really just drop amazing gems and connect with other business owners. I open my page to just everyone, not just my family. I think that that has been very beneficial for me and has gotten me a lot of clients, high ticket clients. So Definitely. that's another gem that I just dropped. Open your Facebook exactly. page. Yes. Um, so you can find me on Facebook at Michelle Thames. Um, you can follow my page because it's a pro professional page. So we don't have to be friends, but you can just follow me and keep up with me. Um, 
the link to the summit so you can get this all access replay like Stacy said you can get um a private podcast with all of the recordings a workbook and so much more there's also going to be a VIP networking session on Saturday that you get access to with sponsors that may be there as well as the speaker so definitely um get the all access replay so you can get that lifetime access and the link is going to be down in the show notes for you so you can um click on Stacy's link and make sure that you sign up for the summit it's going to be awesome and I cannot wait to meet everyone there. Yeah, super excited, y'all. All right, so y'all make sure y'all head to the show notes. Make sure y'all click the link, sign up, um, and get one here and get these gems. I'm telling you, it's not, sometimes it's not about saying I consumed every bit of, com- of, of content that was available during the summit. Sometimes it's like I went to this one session and that session blew my ever left in mind and it literally changed the way that I did business or changed the approach that you were that you had. So thank you so much again for Michelle for coming on the show, y'all. We're going to go ahead and close out. I'll see y'all in the next episode. So make sure y'all share this with someone who you think would, be, would benefit. Make sure you leave a review and follow the show and all the things. So I'll see y'all next week with another guest episode. So bye, y'all. <laughs> bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Roadmap to One Million podcast. I just know you got a nugget or two from that episode that will take your brand to the next level if you take action. Keyword, take action. So head over to stacyzeal.co slash checklist to get a free resource that will help you to take action on what you learned today so that you can get on to building the brand of your dreams. And be sure to leave us a review so businesses like yours can get this gold as well. All right, y'all. I'll see you on the next episode.